we're on. Hey, and welcome to the Rugby Report Card for another week. Round six, I believe, of the Australian Super Rugby. Yeah. Uh, with me, our good Jim. Yep, that's going on. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. How are uh, you, mate? Good. What are you drinking? I heard uh, something slurping. I heard something getting thrown a, down the throttle. A green tea, mate. What's going on? I'm, uh, look, the COVID bulge had hit. I, well, I jumped on the scales. Jesus. You jump on my rugby playing. I was at my rugby playing weight. Do you jump on the scales every day? No, it had been a while, and I'd done. You know, you know, COVID. I think it it, just, it turned any good man into an alcoholic, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, of course it did. Or yeah, if anything, so it just like because you it, it made you more self aware. Because um, I don't reckon I'm alcoholic. When I when I crunch the numbers and do a bit of research into what alcoholics actually drink. I'm nowhere near that. Nowhere. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Jim. So yeah, I've just jumped on the uh, the keto bandwagon for a couple of weeks. I'll tell you what, it works. Yeah, you shredded. Mate, I'm shredded. Week That's... one, drop, drop six kilos in a week. That can't be healthy. That's what I don't understand about Dick, man. The guy's seven foot. Hasn't touched alcohol for years, he reckons. How is he not just running, running an eight-pack and a fucking peck deck you can see from a KOA? I just think it's British, mate. It's all, it's all mashed and peas. Yeah, it is. It's all yeah. bubble and squeak. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> um, actually, on that, Richard, uh, not with us right now. He he may join us late on the audio feed. Um, there believe some bath dramas at home. Yeah. Uh, so he may, he may jump into the, the feed late to, yeah. to spare you listening to James and I for the entire time. But uh, if he doesn't, alas, you're mm. stuck with us. It's, um, it's still weird to me that a grown man bathes. Get in the shower, man. No, I was talking to his daughter. I know that. <laughs> I know that. Of course, I know that. I don't think. I don't think British people bathed. Isn't it like a once a week thing for them? Yeah. The cold weather. That and brushing their teeth. They just don't do it. No, I've heard that. I've heard that. It's um, look, Jim. Plenty to talk about because we missed a couple of weeks of rugby, uh, and it's a damn shame because the week before this, it looked like a a narrative we could tell. Uh, two teams were emerging at the top of the Australian Conference. They played their grand final last week. The Brummies just picked the Reds. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have, though. No, they shouldn't have. Absolutely. And I think when we look into the Brummies, there's a lot of that. Mm. Definitely got a winning culture, which has got them over the line a few times. But it looked like a pretty simple narrative. And to be fair, even the New Zealand, com- the New Zealand comp, obviously we had the upset that round. Um the round before of the Canes getting over the, the Crusaders, but it looked like we had a pretty clean, clear narrative to tell. And then uh, round six happened, and it's it's turned the whole competition on its head. It, 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 the only reason it hasn't is it's too late in the game, man. There's only three yeah, rounds but, left after this, or four rounds. It's late in the but, play. But, mate, when you've got four teams making the semis and five teams in the comp, <laughs> I think it does. <laughs> I think it's a pretty big momentum shift, isn't it? Well, I don't know. The, the Western Force are on two points, man, on the table. Well, this is what I mean. They're, they're not of much concern. Do the top four qualify? Because if, if that's the case, man, everyone makes it. <laughs> I've, I've actually... I haven't looked that far ahead, but funny. Um, I'm, I'm genuinely not sure. Neither you know, am I. Still, there's still a bit of footy to be played, mate. We're only at round six. Yeah, wrap your head around it. The Tars and the Reds are on the exact same amount of points, and the Rebels are on 14. Even after this weekend's play, the Brumbies at eighteen. It's anyone's game, but the That's but the state of the play is if it's if it's the top four go through, fuck, who knows? Is it or is it just the top two? I genuinely don't know, and I that don't know is either. something podcasters of a rugby program should probably know. Ease. I don't um, reckon Super Rugby know, man. They're making this shit up. <laughs> they are making it up as they go. Absolutely, Jim. Uh, Jim. Some people have tweeted that they. Oh, I know how you're going to reply to this. I should have I should have got you before the podcast. But some people have tweeted asking us to cut out language because sometimes they play their podcast out loud. I don't think I've sworn yet, have I? <laughs> I think you have. I think you have. But that's okay. You know, they're going to come out. They're, they're natural. They're, you're fired from the hip. You're a passionate guy. And I like that about you, Jim. Well, I just, I just keep it real. I just keep it colloquial. If it's not a conversation, what is it? Exactly. If it's not a conversation, it's segments. And, you know, you, there's many other podcasts you can go to for that. So, lots of things I want to talk about. We've been throwing lots of questions. The, the Kiwi competition just unravelled a beautiful 
trophy today, and they played. God, they played some fantastic rugby over there. Dude, lots it's of games. Champagne. But I was thinking maybe before analysing the games, um, a few talking points, just because we've missed a bit of rugby. So mm. to come in here and just do, you know, straight into the games, um, I thought we'd just do some talking points. Yep. So uh, one talking point that I wanted to, to throw up is uh, the schoolboy, Sauli, I think his name is, from Knox. Is it Knox or is it King? Kings. Kings, mate. They either either one used to beat us every time we played them. Um, so Kings. So yeah, obviously, I imagine anyone listening to this knows the story. Mm. Uh, league threw a lot of money at him. Allegedly, rugby threw a bit more money at him. Allegedly, league threw even more money at him. And my current understanding is the state of play is rugby can't match financially the offer of rugby league, but no. they can offer, um, you know, pathways to the Olympics, overseas travel. Etc. Etc. What does a kid value at that age, though? You're 17. You know. You know shit about shit. What does a kid value? Is it dollar? Is it street cred? Um, is it a bit of maybe who he feels like he's in debt to? Who's given him the best go? Who got him to where he is? Like, wh- what? That's too big of a decision for a dude to make, and it can't come down to dollars. Now you'd think it's the the parents make a pretty big well-being statement on this, don't they? what's in the best well-being of, of their son. But you do, I think that's a good point, though. You'd have to think him being surrounded in rugby circles would make rugby pretty enticing. Um, whereas, you know, when you're out of that private school rugby bubble, yeah. I think the allure of league's much stronger because it, it's got a much bigger pop culture presence. Hugely. Um, it's massive. But but only, yeah, in the streets of... Sitters, that's that's correct. And I think it's got a better dollar value. It's got more potential for dollar value too. Um, there's there's more... Say you play your two first years and you suck. Or your first two years, sorry, and you suck. It's not the end of you. First two years and you suck at the in, in Super Rugby. I just... I don't, I don't know. Like, what, do you go to France? You sort of disappear for a bit? I don't think this kid's going to suck from, from what I've heard, from the mail that I've got, but, but who knows. Oh, man, be um, careful with hype. Be very careful with hype. By the time Israel Folau came through, the dude was a seasoned vet. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, but what do, you, what do you think about rugby allegedly offering this sort of money when clearly the game has asked other players to take a pay cut and let off? Stupid. I, I'm, not, I'm not about it. Not about it? I'm not about it. I I, I I just think it's it's all it's it's throwing everything on one horse, unproven. I don't. It's not because I think other people deserve the money more. I just think those funds could probably be better spent, and and promote the game. Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Only because I don't see the books. I don't see the financial side of it. I see it as a fan, and as a fan, I want the best young rugby players playing rugby. And this kid has already got hype at 16, 17 years of age. I'll be tuning in yeah. when he's 20. And you're, an a, you're an outside back, but... Outside back, four years. He's When now Scrum's getting dominated in Twickenham, let me t- I want to hear what you're saying then. Mate, you seen the top and Thor? I can't see our Scrum getting dominated anytime soon. Dude, he gets, in, he gets injured. Who's running on? It's all on? over. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> Some doctor. Just, just by um, the way, I, I looked into it as podcast should it's the top three go through two and three play off and they verse the one this the one Ooh, seed like in the that. final it's actually quite nice yeah i like That's that much funner than top four especially with the tars and reds on equal points all to play for here all to play for all to play for indeed that is very exciting well we'll get we'll get deeper into the australian teams i was, I was trying to i'm, I'm sort, of st- sort of stalling for dick here as i throw up other questions your way yeah hit him um uh, next question then, rugby championship, uh, the plan is to play it in New Zealand, all four teams fly over, quarantine for 14 days, uh, one, do you think that is likely slash possible given the, the increase of, of COVID, I know it's quite bad in South Africa, but they've just gotten the green light to play rugby, um, to open rugby up again in stadiums with no crowd of course. I think Argentina's got it pretty bad as well, and, and obviously Australia has had a massive outbreak, and we're sorry to all our brothers and sisters in Victoria. It sounds like a really, really difficult time down there. Um, do you see, one, do you see it going ahead? Two, if it doesn't, 
what are your thoughts on Australia v New Zealand? Best of three, four or five games or something? Um, and if that can't go ahead, what are your thoughts on Australia probables versus possibles and some sort of state of origin, best of fixture? Well, yeah, I I just think it has to go ahead because it fucking, it it speaks dollars. It's a dollars game, and South Africa's involvement in that speaks big dollars. Um, So I think it will go ahead, uh, or every measure will be pulled out so it does. I don't know if all four nations will show up, but there will be some format um, over in New Zealand. It's awesome that New Zealand are going to host that, especially because they've just broken 100 days of no cases. They're killing it over there, which is excellent. Um, but I think it will go ahead. I don't know how strong or interesting the competition will be. If you look at the Warriors and how they're performing, because they're all segregated and, and playing in their little bubble over here, and it just seems to be tearing the tearing the team apart especially the first four rounds they were absolutely rubbish they found some form now but that competition is quite small it's only a four game comp so your um, prediction rugby championship goes ahead Pro- most likely you're saying all four c- countries next most likely are tri-nations without Argentina next most likely Australia v New Zealand yep definitely and, and you're happy with any of those formats yeah look any rugby on the TV screen I'm happy with yeah, me too. Yeah. They all sound fantastic. They all sound great to me. My only concern for um, the youth of, of the Australian side coming through, my goodness, it'll be a baptism of fire if we're going to play the Kiwis three to four yeah. times in New Zealand. I know, isn't it? Won't it just? <laughs> we mo- it'll break a few records. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some good ones, but quite likely some bad ones. Um, all right. Well, while we're on the competitions, we will we will get to the rugby. We will get to the rugby played on the weekend and mm. plays and such. But while we're talking competitions, what is your gym? Because mm. I, I run my mouth in here a lot. What is your mm. preferred uh, Super Rugby arrangement next year? What's it look like for you? You're you're going to piss people off answering this question, right? There are passionate fans all over the competition. So if you say anything other than include every team plus add a few. You're going to annoy someone. Yeah. Um, so with that caveat, what is your preferred model? It's really hard to say what my preferred model... I don't know what's realistic and not realistic. I don't know if this shit's going to be kicking Jim? on. You, um, you call the shots. Okay, I would want... Jimbo Jones, CEO of, of Super Rugby. I want... First thing, obviously you fire Kearns. Second, you <laughs> encourage Gregan to commentate more because it's hilarious. Third, what do you do? I want five V four teams: New Zealand and Australia. I've five quite enjoyed four Australian teams. I've quite enjoyed South Africa not being a thing. Um, it's always a bit of dead weight when they come here. It's like an assumed victory, and sometimes they bring a team, but it's way too harsh on them. And when we go over there, man, I just look at the look at the score the next morning. Um, but I, I did, the only thing I would flirt with is three Australian teams. Not a popular opinion, but it does excite me, the idea of three teams. Then you've got boys battling for spots. Then how you perform indiv- on, on a day-by-day basis matters if you have three teams. Right now, it seems you have a fucked game. Fuck, we'll give you a crack next week. You have a shit game then. Oh, we'll give him one more shot. Seems a bit like that. Get a few blokes out of the nursing home. See if they'll still play. Um, that's a crack at the force. Um, any interest in a Pacific Island team joining? Man, if it's feasible, of course. And it, and it, if it's going to provide some form of development of those players and those international teams, I'm super down. Um, but yep. I'm, I'm heaps Japanese in for it. Side? Bit of a stretch. Because it's not a Japanese side, is it? It's not. No, it's not. I like the idea of the Tars playing the winner of whatever the top league is over there. Like some form of Champions League. That's an exciting model. Once again, it like may be because... Cup in the background. Not so much. Champions League's what I'm talking about. FA Cup, I think it's just a London thing, isn't it? No, you're right. It's not London, Britain, but yeah. Yeah, but just like London. the winners of all the leagues, just come and play each other for a laugh. Out of a make... depth, talking British with that Richard, though, aren't we? Yeah, make... yeah exactly. <laughs> make up some trophy or something. I don't know. It all sounds right. All right. Gonna, can I pick and choose a few things you said there? I, I'm going to agree with you. My my ideal scenario is five Kiwi teams, 
four Australian teams, but only just. I'm, I'm also, I can see three, but I like four. I love the content. I like having more content on TV. There's so many good young 18, 19, 20-year-olds in Australian rugby now. Four gives them a pathway uh, to be playing a lot of footy. So five Kiwi sides, four Australian sides, one Pacific Islands side located wherever they want to be whether that's in Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, New South Wales, Auckland, Queensland, whatever is their choice, that is where they're from. So it's a 10-team competition. I'm on board, and then I I totally agree with you. Have a shorter season where you do a Champions-style trophy with the top two teams from France, top two teams from the British, top two teams from the Irish, top two teams from South Africa, Japan, and the Super Rugby one, and it's a knockout competition. Seems a bit... uh, That might be too global for my taste. Yeah, right. You're saying keep that that part. Anyway, that's airy-fairy shit. My Super Rugby format for me, it's ten sides. Five, four, one is how I see it. What's the one? The Pacific Islander side. Yeah, yeah, okay. Located wherever wherever they would like to be. As a New South Welshman, I would love that to be in Western Sydney. Um... Huge Pacific Islander community out there. Great stadiums, great entertainment. Um, I think there's the appetite for it here, but my God, they can play wherever they like. That'd do you, be my do you think less games for fans to follow will create intrigue or create interest? Like if yes. there's a 10 game, say you verse every team twice, is that 10 games or 10 rounds? Sorry. Maybe 18 games. Nine times two, wouldn't it? You can't play yourself. I meant like 10 rounds. If there's 10 teams, fuck, we're not the people to be doing this. But (laughs) if there's 10 rounds or 10 teams, that's 10 rounds? You know what? Let's move on. (laughs) I can't figure this Um, out. The elephant in the room then, though, everyone listening is every single fucking Melbourne fan, every Western Force fan listening is like, well, fuck you. Who do you cut? Uh, that's the elephant in the room. Want to touch that one? Or? Yeah, I'll touch it. Because oh, so many people uh, I speak to, oh, uh, the 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 Brumbies and Rebels need to merge. And no, they don't, man. I, I'm off that idea. And only because being a Brumbies fan and the legacy that exists there, like they're a team that should not be good oh. geographically. They're a team that were, were cast aside thinking, nah, they'll never make it. And they're the most consistently performing team in that comp that we've had. Um, so it would be an absolute shame if there were to be some form of team made in Broken Hill or whatever it is. Uh, you've revealed your Brumby bias, so who are you cutting? The Rebels. I'm 100% cutting the Rebels. I don't even Rebels. hesitate. And they, as if as if Melbourne would miss him. <laughs> no, you're right there. Um, look, I, I don't know. Surely there's, there's some way to actually work it out who you cut between the Rebels. And the Force. And sorry, guys, it's one of those two. But my God, the Force fans are passionate. Oh, I didn't even um, consider the Force. Force are gone. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so you want it down to three. <laughs> oh, you're, you're brutal, Jim. You're brutal. Um, look, I, I, I don't know. I don't have a dog in the fire, though. I think there's a logical conclusion you keep in New South Wales and Queensland. And then the next most logical decision is you keep in the Brumbies. And then after that... We just so don't have well we just don't have the stars to spread, and I think Tamua showed that perfectly on Friday night. Tamua led that team. Tamua controlled that game. He's a wet weather player, though, isn't he? He is a wet weather player, but he's a star man. He's a, he's a player. He knows how to play that game. The Force have absolutely no seasoned vets on their team. No, they've got seasoned vets. They just all retired a few years ago. None of none of them played as many tests or as wanted or were wanted as globally. Oh, he's 40, man. Come on. <laughs> um, we'll get to the rugby. I'm still holding you. I'm just holding you for a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next one, actually, you probably can't answer this. I can. Um, finally, some rugby video games came out. And I, today, in my infinite wisdom, pouring rain, terrible day, uh, downloaded one of the newest rugby. We didn't play it. I've got a baby at home. No, I did. I put it on. The new one, Rugby Challenge 4. Is it trash? The last few were trash. Yeah, it's pretty shit. <laughs> It's better than that Rugby 20 nonsense, mm. uh, but it, but it's shit. Yeah, it's disappointing. I don't know how they can't get that right. Like, you, you think it you think it's soccer or football, Richard, uh, whatever you like to call it. Um, obviously, the world game, it's gigantic. But, man, FIFA, the game, has a footprint everywhere in the world. 
even for non-soccer football fans, it's a damn shame that rugby can't put something over Dude, the line. you can't compare rugby... Uh, I guess you can, but the online format of FIFA and even Madden, like, those games go hand-in-hand with those tournaments. Um, The audience just isn't there. Audience isn't there. I just reckon it is if the game was good enough. You reckon? Yeah, I do. It's just a shame, you know? Madden's in a league of its own, man. You know they change the ratings of their players per week? Do they? It's epic. That's how it is now. I can give you a hot tip. Rugby challenge. I just put it on, mate. Larkham's the 5-8. <laughs> updated the squads in a while. And no, but remember they got fake names because they can't afford the rights? No, no, they've got, they've got the Australian <laughs> side. That's Rugby 20. It's got the fake names. I remember so, that. Rugby. You used to download the patch. It yeah. was dog. So, and there was only uh, like three graphics for tackle. So you either ran straight, ran to the left, graphics. or ran right. They're using the same engine. So, I know most people that is of little interest to you, but if there's anyone out there, it sucks. Uh, and I think it's just it's a market. <laughs> oh, man. It's something that they're not capitalising on. It's, it's disappointing. I'm getting flashbacks on Rugby Challenge. Do you remember you used to be tackled three men over? Three men over you in the ruck and you'd manage to throw a cut out to the winger. <laughs> <laughs> you can still do it, man. Um, yeah, well, the game was trash. Around, mate. We'll, we'll load her up for old time's sake. I do enjoy um, it. Next next discussion point before we get to the footy, which we will, I'm just all in case Richard shows up. Um, some interesting statistics came out of the weekend um, about scrums and penalties. There is a there's something like 80% of scrums are not being completed. They are ending at a penalty. So a knock-on is now effectively became a penalty. Mm. Um, thoughts. So the yeah. idea of the scrum is it's supposed to be a contest like the line-out. And now a line-out is... How often does a line-out result in a penalty? One in ten? Yeah. A, a more penalty? Um, and then, you know, a short arm, one in ten? You yeah. It, it's definitely not point. at any frustration level. It's not frustrating you yet? The line-outs, no. No, no. The, the yeah, no. of the line-outs is yeah. a disaster. But the scrum, has the contest gone? I, I completely... I, I, it's my time. That's the time at which I pick up the phone. When there's a, there's a scrum about to go on, I might the first 20 minutes I watch and then post that. That's when I'm finding I pick up my phone and tune in when the ball's been kicked. So I, it it's losing it's me. Not its own, like it's not a, it's not a moment of But how do you, how do you, because it is a contest, right? It's very clear one team is better than the other. Uh, that's where I disagree with you. Because I'm actually okay with the penalty thing, right? And I, especially being an Aussie fan, we've been on the receiving end. Penalty, penalty seems like the only just result for Agreed. a team being... Yeah. Agreed. But I look at someone like Tupo, and we finally have a world-class scrummaging prime minister. He can get a scrum, generate a scrum penalty. Awesome. I'm excited. This is great news. Uh, like, that's my bias as an Aussie fan, right? Or even as a Reds fan, when I'm watching the Reds play, I'm, I'm excited that Tupo can win us a scrum penalty. It's a dominant thing. He won that contest. My problem is the inconsistency of the officiating. For every two or three that he wins, he'll get penalised. And the penalty's you know, what? For a bind? For losing your footing? Bullshit, mate. Angling? Bullshit. Hinging? But what are they? What is he and then consistently... the camera just cuts away and Phil Kearns tells you about the, the flankers pushing. <laughs> like, they just don't address it. The, the, whether that call was accurate, just, vindicated. Um, and clearly teams are now just playing for a penalty. I don't have any answers because I love the scrum contest. Rugby's mm. a game for all sizes. But I agree. The clock running during scrums is atrocious. Mm. The amount of scrums not resulting in the ball being played is atrocious. Mm. The halfback being able to follow the ball is atrocious. Mm. Um, the whole thing is just some serious fuckery. And then you throw on oh, I'm swearing, damn it. Uh, and then you throw on top of that, the ref just seems to just... It's the wheel of fortune, mate, which side he's going to penalise. Mario Kart refing absolutely comes into it. When you're still feeling bad for a team, you throw one their way. Yeah, and but do you, do you find this hap- happening in the uh, New Zealand Super Rugby? Yep. As much? Yep. I know there was someone on there was someone on Twitter looking at the statistics, and it's even happening at club and schoolboy rugby. 
Like, it's now became you try and get a penalty at the scrum. The goal isn't necessarily to pass the ball and use the 10 metres between the back lines. Hmm. The goal is now to generate a penalty. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and oh, I don't know, there's something boring about it. Yeah, of course, there is. There's four resets, wheel of fortune penalty, kick for the corner, line out, fucking results in another scrum. I, do, I don't have a Rinse solution. reason I'm not chiming in because there is no solution. I love it. I love it. I love it, but I, 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 the first 20 I'm into it and then it just becomes a bit I want to see what happens next like I'm more interested in the results of this scrum than anything else because scrums are if anything they're just territory can we make some territory if we win or lose this scrum but they should be like lineouts this amazing attacking platform because I was looking at was the Highlanders today 60% of lineouts they score points from or something ridiculous mm. because there's a 20 metre gap between the two back lines mm. you've got rolling mall plays you can put seven blokes in the lineout um, it's an awesome platform to do something awesome mm. um, scrum, scrums scrums that again. they're just way too precarious though you get a, a shitty turf you get rain you get someone's jerseys too tight it fucking throws the whole thing off balance and especially with I mean. the hit, they took the hit out of it and got people to set because the hit was resulting in, oh, I just, just fuck, it was just a shit hit, re-go. Um, but it, it even seems a bit like that because I think the way in which you win scrums is by cheating without being seen. That's how they go for the penalty. And if it yeah, works, exactly. I, I don't know what I'm looking at. Neither does the ref, mate. No. But if that's what they do, it, it makes sense. Because there are yeah. little things you can do to throw the opposing prop off balance. And those are the things that seem to get rewarded. You fell to but the I, ground first. That's the one I keep seeing. You lost your I'm footing. I'm not okay with the cute joke, it's the dark arts. Well, no, it's not. It's a fucking professional sport on TV. And I'm giving up my time to watch it, or I've paid Foxtel to watch it. I should understand why a side has been penalised. Mm. Calling it the dark arts is not cute. So you reckon get their coverage right. Like, literally, get, an, get a retired ref in there to commentate. 75 cameras, mate. The, the penalty is this way, and this, like, someone who is absolutely correct makes the correct decision, and then the commentary team correctly explain it to me mm. why that decision was made. Obviously, it's not possible. But if that was the case, I'd be cool with the penalties. Why don't they have a ref they throw to? A, a retired ref on the commentary team. Instead of just them guessing. I reckon they'd have more of an idea than, oh yeah, there he is there, pushing too hard. I'm not heaps convinced that they would. I don't know. Look, Um, I'm trying to come up with solutions. I don't think there is any. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm just sort of shitty on everything because I'm clearly frustrated because I love it. Rugby is a game for all sizes. The scrum is awesome. It is an awesome attacking platform, but it's become a shit part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember I used to love the games where the scrums were uncontested when I was playing. I used to love the games where there were heaps of scrums because my shit cardio <laughs> no longer mattered. I didn't break my neck every time I went for it or fear it. <laughs> when it was uncontested, you're like, thank God they didn't have enough props to field this week. <laughs> and it was always your team. Yeah. Um, right, Do you well, reckon next... when League was like invented, they just went, what's all the shit parts? Or the... But it wasn't shit at that stage when League was running around. They just, they just, a thousand times worse than they just gave up on it, though, didn't they? They tapped right out. Yeah. Um, all right, well, the next one I want to throw to you before we get to the game... These are a lot of questions, man. I don't know if i got the time. There's a lot of questions. All right, really quickly, form Wallaby 15 right now. Ah, that's not too tough, is it? All right, let's start from the prop. I'll fire out, and then you agree, disagree? Yep. Um, prop, I'm going Tupo and Slipper. Why doesn't Slipper run on for the what's his names for the Rumbies? He does. He's he's concussed at the moment. CEO's normally on the bench. I have no qualms with that. Uh, is Alalatawa tight or loose? He's the same as Tupo. Yeah, no, he's, he comes second there, but he definitely is running on at sixteen. Yeah, well, CEO and Alalatawa are your reserve, right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a good position to be in. Alright, the next one's a much trickier hooker. Um, At the moment I've got Fainga as the the pick and Ulysses, because he had a blinder on the weekend, finally, as my backup. Yeah, it really is who can throw the fucking ball straight, man. 
Who can put your hand up? Wasn't that an absolute joke? It's whoever can do that. What was Payramosa doing, mate? His days are numbered, aren't they? I don't know why they gave Reddy away. Well, he's at the force now. I know. He's having he's having a great season. So, I don't know. I've got Fanger starting, Ulysses on the bench. How can I argue with that? I can't. All right. The next, I'm almost don't want to touch the row. It's got to be Solakai. Does it? I was on him until he just fell off tackles on the weekend. Mate, they all play and shit on the thought, weekend. What's this bloke gonna do against the All Blacks? You got to analyze his play over time. Yeah, he he's had a good season. But he's not even a second rower. Well, we don't have any... Se- their line out is. We don't have second rowers. Because he's a six jumping. Yeah. Um, Staniforth? Oh, what do you think of Staniforth? Mate, he's, he's barely played any minutes. He had a big game on the weekend, but before that, he's probably not in the conversation. I like Frost and Swain at the Brumbies, but they got out-muscled this weekend. Yeah, I wasn't heaps into very, Frost this weekend. Young. He's very young. Well, it's going to be Simmons. It's going to be Simmons. Simmons is one of he's them, and I reckon he's not sticking around for the championship. He's probably here for the championship. What's a couple more weeks? What's a couple more weeks to a guy like Simmons? How is it? Here we are, another rugby season, sitting <laughs> down talking about how we need to pick Rob Simmons. <laughs> he has an effect. Just, Don't you remember that one Wallabies it. game he came on and just killed? Yeah, one out of a hundred. That was, yeah, two weeks ago, the pod, the weekend we didn't do a podcast, he played really well that game, man. He did, he did. Um, uh, and look, I agree, for his experience and his line-out jumping, and his just size. Yeah. You have to pick him. He doesn't the look like one, a lot of fun, though, does he? <laughs> he doesn't look like heaps of fun. Uh, the other one I'm big on, but I don't know if he's more of a back rower, but Hosea from the Rebels. Oh, yeah. They were talking big him up this him, weekend. Mate. Big on him, and I don't reckon there's a future for him in the back row. When you look at our back row stocks, mm. I reckon he's got to become a second rower. I just don't know if he's at the line-out game for it, but he's certainly in and around the conversation for me. It's definitely a position where we're in development of. But let's kick on six it's and seven. Straights, mate. Six, seven, and eight. This is. Um, would you want to jump in first? Well, Hooper's seven. Any? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Guys, right from Queensland. Good on him. Um, Old mate for Rebels had a great game, but Hooper's—he's Michael Hooper. Mate. He is, and I don't know how old Hooper is. I don't know how many years he's got left. Twenty-eight. He's got plenty of time, mate. Yeah, he's got another World Cup in him. And he's the new Falau cash-wise, isn't he? Isn't he? Um, so I don't know what you do with Wright, but Wright is a completely different player and having success. So yeah, he's good. He's it, very, very good. it's a he's tough just decision. Not Michael Hooper. Is he a six then? No, he's just, he's an out and out seven, right? He yeah. just doesn't, he doesn't quite have the physicality just yet. He He'll will. get there. I'm, I'm probably going to go Wilson 8, even though I think he was a bit shit on Friday. Or, Mate, or I, Saturday, you're sorry. You're not alone on Wilson. I think the whole Australian rugby community is, is on that kid. He is he is outstanding. Um, he's 20 years old. Yeah. And he carved in against the Crusaders, as someone mentioned to us on Twitter. Like, mm. he is. That kid is legit. I don't pick him at 8, though. Well, you got him. I've got him at six. That's mental, man. I don't know how um, you even got that. <laughs> I've got nice Sarani at eight. I just think we need big ball carriers. Yeah. Uh, and nice Sarani reminded me on the weekend in the wet um, how good he is at carrying the ball. I just don't know how leading. adaptable Wilson would be at six. He just looks very skillful to me. He does, but he's a, he's a ball carrier, man. I don't know if he's an option in the line-out. Well, that'd be the only question. Um, how, how those two go jump in the line out but my 6, 7, 8 I don't give a fuck who's 6, who's 8 nice Ronnie or Wilson mm. to be fair mm. um, but they're the two that I'm picking yeah you know he hasn't been playing too well or not probably when you say all those names but Pete Samu is a guy I feel for I do feel for him Chekhov probably told him whispered sweet nothings into his ear to get him over here promised a private education to his kids and everything else but the guy's not going to get a go he's not going to get a go <sighs> I reckon he's he's probably close to next on the board, isn't he? I think, yeah. I, I, I really I'd like Valentini, him. I'd personally. If you want to develop, is that what you're saying? It's just such a big hitter. My problem with Valentini, he goes missing for he, a lot of Doesn't minutes. he just? He just goes, nah, not in this round. But the last 20, him coming off the bench, he's a legitimate line-out option because he's tall enough. Um, 
I'd have Valentini on the bench for what it's worth, and then I think Sama and Wright are the blokes you take in the squad. Mm. It's an interesting. We're, we're spoiled for choice here. Another spot we're not spoiled for choice is number nine. I don't know, man. I, I you know Gordon was electric, but he's played one game. Tate McDermott was probably my favourite, but he's been he benched. He's been benched. And then um, Joe Power, I'm just not into. If I was at All Blacks and Joe Power was running on. I'd be licking my lips if I was TJ Perinara. Aaron Smith, mate, how the form he's in. I didn't watch the Highlanders game today. Oh, my goodness. Holy moly. Um, look, mine's going to be controversial. I'm going to go Nick White. Hasn't played a minute. Just think you need at number nine a cool, calm head, and then you bring the next bloke through on the bench. I've got Jake Gordon on the bench. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I haven't seen Nick White play in over a year. Neither have I. <laughs> Neither has he. But... <laughs> I guess, yeah. Look, how can I write that wrong? Because, I don't know. Gordon and McDermott are obviously two and three for me, and then Powell four. That's mm. how I see it right now. That's yep. the state of play. Ten. Um, ten's a really tricky one. I don't think we're going to find any agreements here. I'm going to Mua. I'm not, because I think he's a number 12. He's definitely a better number 12, but I don't see another ten playing that I would prefer in that pivotal position. James O'Connor, does, he doesn't bring enough of a spark for me. Oh, he he tried his guts out. Tried his guts out. But I think he will go very well at 12. And Tamua's got a lot of experience at 10. So I'm going that. See, I was pre-injury. I was on Lollasia at 10. Just to get him in. He's the future. Um, it's, it's very hard to pick a kid like that. Having not played enough minutes. And be coming off an injury. So... I can't pick him. I love what I see out of Will Harrison, um, especially his goal kicking. We could use that in Australian rugby. I don't think he's a Wallaby 10 just yet. Just yet. I, th- I think he may be in the future. Um, I think Lola Seo is my pick for the future, though. I think that guy's going to be a gun. But I'm going to go O'Connor at 10. And then 12? Tamua. So I think I'm the same as you, just the other way around. Just hmm. to move his defence at 12 and his kicking at 12. Um, and just O'Connor's been tactically kicking really well. Whatever he did in the pre-season's paid mm. off. We've shitting on him in the early season. Yeah. 13? Yeah, okay. Um, 13, I don't, I'm don't. i going to go Paisami. I don't love well, Kurandrani. I'm going to go Patea. Just play one game. He's played one game. A very energetic game, though. It's a great game. <laughs> he really wanted to play that game. But Paisami, in particular, in a losing team this weekend, his carries meant something. I don't see Kurandrani carrying like that anymore. And I don't blame him. He's been around a long time, man. It must be hard to get up with an energy level every single game. He's always been that bloke that gets up for the Wallabies and not for the Brumbies. Yeah. Defensively, he's amazing, Kurandrani. Amazing. It's really, it's really hard to fault him. And that's him. where Paisami worries me. He's good for a big hit, but he also does a lot of terrible reads. So then, I mean, that's a really tough one. I, I don't know. If I was Paisami, once the, the All Blacks and Paisami's lining up, there's clear faults in his game that you could capitalize on. Kurandrani poses a little more stability. So oh, I don't know I what mean, you're after. I'm going to go Patea there. And I just think, just quickly pivot. I know we've been talking forever. Pivot to the 12s. Honourable mention to Simone, who's had his best season ever. Mm. Um, I think just last game he didn't deliver, and that was enough for me. And my other problem with Simone, he just looks 5% too slow. Yeah, he does. And I want a 12 who can kick. Uh, He can, Simone. Not as good as the other two. Uh, And another honourable mention to Hamish Stewart, who's also developing and looks really good. He's another one that I think is just a fraction too slow. I'd love both of those to do sprint training. Yeah, I just Uh, reckon O'Connor shut his game down a bit. You think of Hamish Stewart last year. He was outstanding. I'm not saying he's Uh, playing well. He's just not as impactful. He's not as... He's not as involved. He's not as there as he was last year. It's interesting. I don't think he's there in the Wallaby conversation. No, nah, neither do I. Um, Carmichael is... He, he'd never be far off. He's never going to have a bad game, is he, Carmichael Hunt? Um, but I just think at 31, 32, with all of this young talent, he's probably not the guy I'm going to. No. Nah. 
Uh, and he's not the type of dude. He's not the type of senior player you want in the camp. Nah, just, <laughs> just getting on it. <laughs> Corrupting the young ones. It's not great, is it? No. Um, all right. Well, a bit, bit of agreement, bit of disagreement now. On the, on the, we'll go the wings first because fullback gets messy. Um, oh, man, tough one. But I love Tom Wright. I love Tom Wright. So do I. I mean that. You were very passionate, but so do I. I think he's brilliant. I think he's great too. He's quick. He's a big dude. Can carry the ball with two hands. Yep. And I think he's. I think he's got a bit of ten. He's got a bit of ten in him. It's not bad. I'm on right and Corabetti. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I agree. Yeah. Dalguno, I'm not sure if he's going to represent Australia, but he's very good. I'm big on him too. And then I can also see DHB Banks. Maddox, whoever you don't go at fullback, any one of those three is interchangeable on that wing. Yeah. If you want to pick him, but I'm right in Corabetti for now. Yeah. I'm going to go um, DHP for 15, but yeah, I agree with the wingers. Why DHP at 15? I just, who are the other options? I don't want Hegarty there. Banks. Banks. I don't think Banks has played too well. Um, Maddox had a rough couple of games early. Electric the other night, but I'm not basing it off one, so I'm just going to go DHP, the ever solid. Catches his yeah. high balls, man, and for some reason I don't get it, but he must be hard to tackle. He's very hard to <laughs> Um, Oh, man, I want to go. I feel terrible for Banks. Two, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, the jersey was his. Um, he's just been really ordinary, and compared to DHP and Maddox, his game's the most one dimensional. Hmm. Um, Maddox is probably the best out of the three of them in terms of dynamic, but he just has really bad games. Yeah. Um, I want to say Maddox for the future because I can see him in a right forming a really, really difficult to deal with combination, but I'm probably going to agree with you for now. Go DHB. Yeah. At least for this season. Depending on how he returns from injury. So exactly. It sounds, right now, that's some version of our form Wallaby 15. Yeah, it's so hard to pick. Yeah, but we were asked, and I think that that's that's in and around where we're sitting. Um, let us know, tweet us what, what what you're sitting at, what you're thinking. But something like that is probably mm. what we're thinking. Um, but it's cool. I love this stuff, and that's what's been so fun about the Australian comp. Every week is a uh, is a wallaby trial. Yeah. You see players versus each other. And I think this week in particular, you saw a lot of guys you would have thought you'd pick for the Wallabies um, absolutely lose their spot. And other blokes that probably you'd, you'd put in a cross through their name, Maddox, Staniforth, Gordon, Tamua, all step up and just have absolute blinders. So should we quickly visit the two Aussie games? Just a quick version. Yeah, we're 42 in. Yeah, do it. Exactly. Quickly, and then we'll throw quickly to the Kiwi game because no sign of Richard yet. He hasn't written. He's not coming, game. man. He's not coming now. He's not coming, is he? No. Um, so first, we had the the Rebels upset the Brumbies, thirty points to twelve at Leichhardt Oval. It's always funny to see um, an absolute cracking performance by the Rebels, who are building something here. They've got four games in a row now without losing. Uh, I think they look a lot better with Tamura at twelve. Reese Hodge had a massive return to form. We didn't mention his name at all with the Wallabies. No. Rightfully so, I think. But he had a huge return to form. Uh, looked brilliant. The Rebels pack. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Uh, a bunch of nobodies just got the job done. Wilkin making his long-awaited return at 7 was outstanding. Uh, I thought Deegan was handy at 10. Um, they just look, they look good in the wet, the Rebels. They look very hard to beat in the wet, which is... Really, really interesting. The Brumbies, for mine, look like they played the grand final last week. Um, and they trotted out unfit, tied from the six-day turnaround. And like this was just going to happen because it was raining and the rolling mall would work for them. Mm. The the emotional toll, the it's not Justin Harrison, the Dan Vickerman Cup has on that game, especially stacked against it, shouldn't have beat the Waratahs last week. And to come through... They just looked like they were just going to take Reds, this game yeah. easy. 
Did they? Oh, what's the red? Sorry, I'm talking two weeks ago. Yeah, they, they, it was just a toll. That was the projected grand final. The two undefeated teams, I think they were, um, and that, it just had a toll. They probably yeah, came into this, and my, and my analysis would be the same for the Reds, having experienced such a an emotionally draining and physically draining game the week before. They it's thought, only six days as well for yeah, if we around. if we set piece is better. We all think that our line out and scrums are better. We can manage this game and manage them out of it. But the but the Tars and the Rebels just were like, we've got nothing to lose here. We've got an edge. Let's go, and it just worked. Yeah, and I think you you've hit now there for the Brumbies. If their set piece dominates, they control the game. Uh, on this occasion the Rebels largely out scrummaged and without Slipper. He's clearly the best scrummaging prop in that Brumbies team and without Slipper it struggled. Um, their line out was horrific uh, the Brumbies so without that they're really really going to struggle. So you shut down their mall, you shut down their scrum which is what they base their entire game on. But it, who did we talk up? Right, right didn't play as well. No, nah. but uh, it, what's disappointing is if you're having a bad day with your line out, it happens. You got to you got to reinvent the wheel. What are you going to do now? How are you going to change your shit up? That's the problem for the Brumbies. They don't seem to have a plan B, C, or D. In their defence, fucking torrential rain. Probably yeah. not the day to have a plan B. Both games, B. both games were just torrential. <laughs> just boring, right? I think the other, and we will get to the rebels because they deserve all the cred, all the cred in the world. Um, the other point, and this is a game where you want Kurantrani to step up and truck it up over the ad line, and he just didn't. This is a game where you want Valentini to bash blokes, and he just didn't. Mm. Uh, those guys didn't stand up. Mm. I'd say the same with Co and Alalatoa. Did the one big hit but didn't really stand up. But the, the glaring thing for the Brumbies, I think the kid looks like he's got a lot of talent. You're going to go the 10 here, aren't you? Kunzel, yeah. yeah. It, clearly, you can't just come into a side as the number 10 and nah. everything's just going to work. Nah. And we talk uh, about that turnaround from that Reds match. Like, the dude's never done that at this level before. The dude went from cloud nine to, was, all right, was, let's go again. Uh, no, I know, I know, but he still played a lot of minutes that game, and he got subbed quite early for that dude this game. Didn't help, but um, Kunzel at ten for me is just not putting anything together, uh, and Powell is he's doing that thing that halfbacks do whenever they don't trust their ten, and it's like they just fuck around at the breakdown heaps because they want to save the day for the team. Just pass the ball, mate. Mm. Stop your little two-step shuffle. And just pass the ball. Um, so I think Powell's slow service and Kunzel just hasn't worked yet. The kid's clearly got talent, but I just haven't seen him worked yet. Honourable mention to Samo, who looked outstanding. And he tucked in shirt, obviously, is what I'm referring to. Yep, he looked respectable. Very, very handsome. Um, throw over to the Rebels. It's a better-looking back line with Deegan at 10, Tamura at 12. Yeah, yeah. Is this the first time? I've, first time I've proper watched Deegan play. Yeah, mate, he's one of those rugby mercenaries. Australian schoolboys, Australian under twenties, had a run at the Tars or Reds, had a run at the Force, went overseas. Um, just you know, he's never really got that long time to play in a jersey. Didn't kill it, mm. but bold move by Wessels, but very bold. Yeah, but where they got this done is the pack. They dominated the line out. They dominated the scrum, and they just won the physical contest. And that went down to Nicerani, Hosea, uh, Ainsley, Ulysses all had big games. And then Wilkin, a bit of a fairy tale story there, returning from injury, just killed it at the breakdown. Mm. Just blitzed the Brumbies off the park. Uh, and then Tamua, just the maestro in the back line, just had the ball on a street. He did, and he was so cool, calm, and collected. He was a joy to watch that day. Yeah, but that's what he brings, mate. You don't play 80 tests or 80 Super Rugby games, whatever the fudge he's done. Mm. Um, he, the bloke just carved. So congratulations to the Rebels. You would not have picked that going into it. They yep. are building. And what that does is it just feeds an outstanding narrative as this season closes out. It does, doesn't it? It just builds the drama. Who's going to do it? It makes it impossible to bet. Makes it impossible to bet. And that's where the tars fucked yeah, me. Yeah, look, I lost a lot of money this weekend. Yeah, yeah so did I. Um, and then, <laughs> lot of money. And then the tars, 
Qatar's Reds, mate, I think the Reds is a similar story. Obviously, they, they ran their race the week before. Their line-out didn't work. No. Um, and then I think, obviously, Patea pulling out at the last minute is going to have an emotional toll on the side. Um, so, you know, a lot of things working against them. Um, and it was just one of those games where in the first 20 minutes, anything the Tars touched turned to gold. Uh, and then the Reds were chasing the game, and they don't seem to have the, the style to play that type of rugby. Mm. Um, they, they look, Let's be frank, we've been very nice on this podcast, all Super Rugby AU. They look like bums, the Reds players. What, today? I mean... On the weekend. They were horrible, mate. The, all the names are the same, man. When I was reading their sheet, it was it's a strong sheet. It's a strong lineup. It is a strong lineup, but who played well? Tupo? I don't know. I thought O'Connor. I thought O'Connor tried a lot. I thought the yeah. energy from him was there. Did you see um, Jock Campbell? Jock Campbell get taken off fucking real early because he got stood up on that right wing. Stood yeah, he was, up. He was having a barry, but I think he went off for a HIA. Actually. Yeah, come on, man. That's his ego. That's protecting his ego. That's the one doing him. He was getting. But the only thing that was super disappointing was just the Reds' inability to change momentum at all. And and when you watch the New Zealand game, it just seems like momentum is always on a swivel. It's always on a lazy Susan, that momentum. No team has it for longer than 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Or even a turnover. Yeah. Turnover's all it takes or a penalty, and then, all right, it's going our way. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah all right, they're going, they're going, they're going. But with this one, this was 80 minutes of just, like, take Laying this. Down. Yeah. Just taking the piss. Right? Tell, ask no questions, tell no lies, Reds. Yeah, they, they were god-awful. There's just god-awful. I think Tupo and O'Connor, I, I, everyone else should have been borderline embarrassed with this performance. All I'll say is I like the mongrel. At least they got angry. Yeah. At least they got angry. But their season's in the balance, man. They win that. They're in a much better stead to make this playoff series. Now they're on evil, equal points. Um, the questions have got to be asked, though. Thorn. I was just about to say, when they cut to the coach's box, it was like nothing. It was like, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh I, reckon, I reckon he's breaking shit in that change room. <laughs> I hope, man. That's terrifying. I tell you what, the, um, that Red's lock looks a bit like him, too. When you put the head around, the, the oh, tape around, yeah. To put the tape around his head, that's a mini thorn. It's a mini thorn. Well, they could have used a mini thorn. He should have put the boots on in the second half. They could have done worse. I'd, I'd name him in the team sheet. Oh, well, just to fuck with the opposition. <laughs> Remember down at South, the fifth grade coach would always name himself because he knows people aren't showing up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was better than any of us. He was a freak. <laughs> um, McDermott needs to be starting, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't, under- I th- I don't know what's going on there, man. Just errors. I mean, what I thought was, I got it. It got to the point of the game where they couldn't win a line out, so they stopped trying. So they started taking a quick tap. That's disgraceful for a professional rugby team. Yeah. You're all paid over 100k a year. Train your line outs, man. I don't understand it either. And it's not even like Simmons was playing for the Tars. I mean, the Tars, let's be frank, were playing Hannigan, who's a flanker, who played very well, mind you, um, and Staniforth, who's barely played any minutes. What is it then? Is it Are they unprepared? Why is it that they can't execute a skill that they've been doing since they were a fetus consistently? When I've, got a, I've got a thought. The lineouts have been shit in both Super Rugby competitions, Australia and New Zealand. It's just getting harder? I think, one, it's getting harder. Um, two, I actually just think that gap doesn't really exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is proper adjudicated that you throw it in fairly. Compare it to a scrum. Yeah. Like, it's a legitimate 50-50 contest to line out, and your only advantage was that you are making the call. I just think they're getting pretty easy to read these days, and that, and that one metre gap's a bit of a myth. I don't know why you wouldn't throw it to a barnstorming 12 at the very back every time. I oh, just, mate, I'd throw to two every single I'll put the tallest bike in two and chuck it two every single time. Yeah, on some odd count. Yeah. Just some syncopated count, that's what I do yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're dropping some music on us. I like that. <laughs> um, to the Tars, but full. Full of 
credit to that the w- boys. Wasn't it? It was dude they forty nil at half time. Um it's just outrageous. I wish I wish I didn't have a lot of money on it so I could enjoy it. <laughs> I was fuming. It hurts, isn't it, when that happens? Um, mate, Ram, he just looks like Dom Shipley's twin, but the bloke plays, I tweeted us, if he plays like Joe Roth, everything mm. that kid touches just turns to gold. Not a bad name for a barnstorming winger. Is it Ram? Yeah. It's a cracking name, isn't it? <laughs> it's a cracking name. It's, it's, it's appropriate. Um, when Maddox is on fire, this is going to sound like a strange one, but he almost looks like Geordie Barrett, like he's taking the piss. Yeah. He's got that much of a skill set and he can get around blokes. He looks like he's taking the piss. It's that easy for him. But what, but just, what wasn't... I know two weeks ago he sucked. But what wasn't there for him this time? This literally was, we have absolutely nothing to lose. We have been shit. We are shit. Go out there. Back yourself. Try some stuff. It's wet. We're going to catch him off guard here. Go. Or was it just they finally didn't have a subbies player playing number nine for him? Yeah, maybe. Just, he was particularly electric. Gordon was outstanding. And I just thought the... And Robert a try-scorer, too. You you rewind the clock. He's a try-scorer. Oh, absolutely, Jake Gordon's a try-scorer. That's why I want him on the bench in the Wallabies. Uh, Robertson, for the Tars, has offered so much since returning in the front row. Hmm. Um, he's offered... I mean, Tupo just destroyed him in scrum time, but he's offered so much touch from Horton... It weighs a buck oh five ringing wet, but the bloke's a gun, mate. And Ned Hannigan, that is the first time I think I've ever seen him play where I'd pick him. Dude, pop a blue on me that day, you'd pick me. That's true, but Hannigan was still on lineouts, man. Yeah. yeah. Like it ain't a thing. <laughs> but uh, BPA was throwing him in. Yeah, that's true. What's <laughs> BPA? What's that about, mate? Uh, I don't I know. He's, he's consistently a poor thrower. Consistently. I remember when he played that Irish test, man. And he was, and he couldn't throw straight. Okay, around the park, but he's got a serious thing with his throwing. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's bad. It's really. It's really. Re- it's going to limit him. It's really going to limit him. Primary job, though, isn't it? Hundred <laughs> percent. Just don't fuck that up. Um, Murphy's just got to play, but he got on. He was no better. Um, so good on you, Waratahs. That must have felt good, and that's what you're going to get with a Colts team. You're going to get the odd week where it just all comes together. And then you're going to get the odd week where they just can't match the physicality and yeah. there's mistakes left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, so what they need now is to build some consistency. Well, the real test for them is next week. I don't know who they're playing, which we should probably go and do they're a little bit of tips force, for. So that's a free... That's a buy round. Here's some momentum. Here's some momentum. Yeah. But the force, will, the force aren't kids, mate. They'll, they'll punch them in the mouth. They're not. True, but the Tars are the Tars. Don't get that wrong. And when the Tars have a wet sail doing the Sydney to Hobart, they're not they're not going to lie down easy. I reckon the um, the Reds the, they're in for it next week. I mean, I'm, I imagine Brad Thorne made them walk home from Leichhardt to <laughs> Queensland. Um, but you know, they had a brutal encounter against the Brumbies. They came onto this field against the Tars, spent, and got pumped for 80 minutes. Um, they lost the game to the Brumbies in heartbreaking fashion. They should have won it. Yeah. Um, they got pumped the next week. It's going to be hard coming up against the rampaging Rebels, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to be It's not going to be a, uh, a spag ball. But, no. but on paper, they've got the better side. It doesn't matter. If we've learnt anything, you can have That's the better cool side. That's this comp, though, isn't it? Because it's just so physical. It's just everyone's bashing everyone. Um, the turnaround between games matter. Mm. The buy round's a big deal. And it, it, it's proper... It's tough on the rig. You play a yeah, game like that. Imagine. Yeah. Dude, uh, I, I walked upstairs too many times today. Mate. I'm done. Dude, I, I squatted four days ago. I haven't moved since. Yeah, how bad's that when you can't even go to the toilet? It's bad. Um, should we just two minutes? I know this has been lengthy, mate. I know this has been lengthy. But yeah. Really quickly, throw to the New Zealand. Really quickly, um, Hurricanes Chiefs. Um, Jesus, this is some good play. The just, I mean, the Hurricanes Perinara. How good is he? Umanga Jensen is putting his hand up for an All Black jersey. Dan Coles is reminding us all he's still got it. 
and Savia is absolutely barnstorming. Um, the Chiefs, you've got to feel sorry for them. They just keep getting injuries. They had the, the, the form flanker in the entire competition, but he couldn't play. Um, and then they had Sam Kane get knocked out this round. Um, he's got a bit of a head issue, old Sam Kane. Again, I said this a few podcasts ago. He's not in the best five number sevens in New Zealand. Yeah. I tell you who well, has he, impressed he me, be though. The Chiefs sevens. Yeah. Leonard Brown. I've never noticed he's him as much good. as much as he has. He's, this is the best I think I've ever seen him play. Now, I must be wrong because he was an All Black ages ago. No, you are wrong. But he's, he's I've, I've noticed him this time. Yep, I'll, gi- I'll give you that. He's been playing well. Stevenson's a bloke who just didn't come on. Yeah. And the team sucks. Um, so you've got to feel for them. There's a thousand injuries there. It's very hard to put anything together. But Gatlin's, what, 0-8? 0-9? Yeah, it's not great. It's pretty bad, man. Yep. Um, it's bad. They've been unlucky. They lost most games by less than five points. Did you see um, Julian Savez coming to the Hurricanes too? Yeah, that's cool. Isn't that going to be something? I don't know when he's going to be actually running on, but... Well, they've only got one more round left, don't they? Over there in New Zealand? Yeah, they do. Oh, shit, they do too. Yeah, cool. Fuck, Uh, that's going to be an electric final series. (laughs) Uh, Crusaders, Highlanders. Uh, The Crusaders, 13 plus, that hurts. Um, The Highlanders threw the fucking kitchen sink at them and everything was going the Highlanders' way this game. Aaron Smith was on fire. Yuani was controlling the ship. That McKay bloke on the wing could be the fastest human I've ever seen. Um, but the Crusaders are the Crusaders. Mate. Yeah. Well, the thing with the Crusaders is they've scored 32 points in their last three games. All have been 32 points. So there's the number. You break that. Yeah. You've got to put 30-plus on them, don't you? But I'm going to tip against them. In my multi this weekend, I think the Blues with a week off. Crusaders have done some battles. They they just came in the nick of time this week. Um, I reckon they're up for an upset, and I think if they do lose, it will be a it will put them in good stead for the well, final series. They lost series. at home to the Canes two weeks ago for the first time in seven years. They've lost in in Canterbury. That yeah. was huge. That was a monumental moment. No, I just think they're they're angry since then. Um, and everything went against them in this game, and they still, they still carved. Uh, that All Black Ten is going to be a very interesting conversation because Mawanga has never ever played this good, but Bodie's clearly a ten. Yeah, he's got it on a string, man. Mawanga or Bodie? Mawanga. Yeah. Um, but I, I am time poor. I'd like to push if you don't mind. No, no, well, that's it, mate. I'm, I think I'm done. Yeah, I'll just just tips. Who are you going for next week's in the uh, Super Rugby? Uh, Kiwis, I would go the Canes over the Highlanders, and ooh, I see your point, but I've got to go the Crusaders over the Blues. Yeah, so we only differ on the Blues, and the... Uh, Tars have got the bye against the Force, so I'm going to go the Tars. Yeah, easy too. <laughs> that is going to piss some Force fans off. Uh, Reds, Rebels, who you got? I'm going Reds. Fuck, I was going to go Reds too. I thought it was going to be controversial. You no. picked him. Um, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... Patea returns, and he absolutely doesn't have to. He's got a bit... You know, much more important things. Patea returns, I'm on the Reds. That's how good that kid is. Um, he doesn't, I'm on the Rebels. Spotting a new do too, Patea, eh? Yeah, interesting choice. He's a young bloke, though, you know? Yeah, they're all doing that these days. Um, here. You've got, have you got the, the blonde? Nah, it's all gone. You did it before the... Um, Lockdown. Um, basketball documentary, Rodman. Yeah, I do, December 28th, I, I bleached it. But dude, it, it's, stuck, it's stuck around till May. It left me in May. Earth, it just takes ages to get rid of. I'd never do it again. Now you copped a lot of shit, didn't you? You look good for two weeks, and then you look like an oh, absolute dick you? for five. Yeah, you look ripping for two weeks. Do you? And then you look like an absolute dick for five months. You look real good for two weeks. Like, top notch. And then an absolute dick for five months. Uh, <laughs> Alright, well... Thanks for tuning in. It was a long one. No Richard. So, um... We apologise. We gave it a level. Yep. We'll be back. We're, we're, we're going to do our absolute best to get back on the old weekly rotate. Yeah, hopefully you bring a scotch to the occasion. I'm off this keto Mate, shit. 
It's a it's a two week reset. So next Sunday they'll be at Scotch, uh, and then the McDonald's McFlurry Banoffee Pie. They're not a sponsor, but if you haven't had one, I have not had one. Oh, get, go now! Like, what are you doing? I can't. I'm blind, man. I can't drive. I can't jump behind the wheel. Uber Eats. Yeah, I could do. Anyone listening, McDonald's Banoffee Pie McFlurry, you just can't go wrong. It's outstanding. It's a stomachache. You'll be on the toilet all night, but Jesus. Dude, man, I had a cheesecake from Maggio's, I think it was. Somewhere. Cheesecakes went out of fashion. No, no, no. This was like a sponge cheesecake. Maggio's, I think it's on the north side of Sydney, so everyone listening to this, I imagine, knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a delicious cake. Get yourself a sponge cheesecake. Sponge cheesecake? It's, dude, I know. I was sceptical too, and then I ate the whole thing. You know what? I'm not opposed to one week post-rugby season. I don't. I, I'd have to do some research, but I do like cakes. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. I'm willing to do the research. <laughs> keto business can't last forever, Jim. Yeah, I'm down. I'd like to do a, a Scotch episode too. Yeah. You I get a. You get a few actually pretentious people who know their scotches. Yeah, but that's that's what we offer. We offer an uneducated opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, could you imagine the state of us at the end of it? Yeah, but what do you do is you pour it and don't tell yourselves what's in there and you guess out of the five scotches you pour which is which. And even if it goes horribly wrong, it's quite funny. I've been watching a few of those on YouTube. Let us know if you tune in for that. Yeah, the other thing as well, before we leave, last point, is I've been watching so many schoolboy highlights from Kiwi players. I don't know if you've seen... Like, you sent me one and I'd already seen it. Oh, no, you sent me the link to Suwali playing, but there's so many, like, Mackenzie when he was in high school. you got Yuani when he was in high school. You've got Richie McCall when he was... Get the tape yeah, it's it's excellent. So, it's, Google it's it or YouTube it. I know, G, I know GPS um, is streaming now because of the lack of crowds because of COVID. Mm. They're streaming all of their rugby, which is pretty cool. It just coincides with the same time the club rugby's on, which all happens to coincide with... My baby screaming and vomiting and pooing. It's so quite difficult to watch. Yeah. 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 That's the problem. All the good stuff, all the local stuff's on at the same time. All right, brother. Well, thanks for podcasting and thanks for listening, anyone. Yep. Have a goodie. Cheers. Catch up. Bye.